Easter triumph, Easter joy. The theme for our celebration of Easter's and these Sundays immediately after Easter. And we talk about Easter more than one Sunday because there are more there there is more than one aspect to what Easter means for God's people. Today we're going to look at the theme that Jesus told to Thomas and the other disciples and then also through scripture to us that theme is because of Easter we are blessed. Everything was turned upside down for the apostles. Yes, Jesus had risen. He, they weren't, the apostles were told that Jesus had risen. But they're hiding. They're hiding in a room with locked doors because everything is so uncertain. But Jesus comes to them. He comes to them because he wants to remove so much of the uncertainties they have in life, so much of the uncertainties they have in their own lives. And as we heard, Thomas was not there. So Easter has happened for a whole week, and Thomas is living through that whole next week as if Easter had not happened. And again, Jesus in love comes to him, reveals himself to him, reveals himself to Thomas on Tom, in Thomas's own terms. I need to see the risen body I need to put my hand in that side that was pierced with water and blood, as we heard. And then I need, I need, I really need to put my hands in his hands. Jesus did that for Thomas. He needed it. He needed it at that time. But as he did that, he also told Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We are like the apostles, aren't we? For us also, life is so uncertain. So how good it is today to consider that we are blessed and how we are blessed through our faith in our risen Savior. COVID 
has certainly real, uh, caused us to realize, if nothing else, how uncertain life is. You can't seem to plan for anything. Way back a year ago, we were told we'd flatten the curve for a few weeks and everything would be back to normal. Well, not quite. Even on for the university, Chancellor Blank has written us students, fall will be coming, we hope to fill the dorms, 70% uh, of the classes will be on campus, but don't plan on knowing where your classes will be yet. We're still figuring that out, which if you're taking classes in more than one building and need time to commute, uh, that's pretty uncertain. And oh, by the way, uh, expect to be wearing masks again for the fall term. Uncertainty. Uncertainty in our personal life. May my is my chosen career path going to be one that the stimulus and the economy will bless and bring jobs to? Or is my chosen career path, the disciplines that I'm studying, one that in the aftermath of COVID isn't going to supply any more jobs. In my personal life, is the Lord bringing someone special into my life? Will the Lord bring someone special into my life? Is now the time to consider marrying, or is this something I should put off in my life for a while? Could also be and uncertainty. Another example of uncertainty. Houses, housing right now, the prices are going through the roof. I don't know if you're aware or if you're in the market, you, uh, most all housing is going for more than the asking price and you had better get in fast because that house will soon be taken. And yet again, you go on YouTube and more than one person, more than one person who claims they're a financial analyst will tell you that the housing bust, like in 2008, is soon to happen. Of course, you can get almost any opinion on anything from two or three people on YouTube, which certainly doesn't add to the certainty of life. Like the apostles, we live in very uncertain times. But as for Thomas, Jesus comes to us he stretches out his hands to us and he says to each of us, put all your doubts and fears in my hands. I know life is uncertain for you. I know you don't have the answers. But come, 
I'm here. Put all your doubts and your fears in my hands. Let's use that as our theme for today. And in using that as our theme, we'll see that in our own hands, living life on our own uh, terms alone, is, is a time for doubt and fear. But trusting our life to Jesus' hands is a time of confidence and blessing that we indeed are blessed forever. In our own hands, your incapacities will always find you out. Hey, I got this. I got this in my own hands. I can take care of this. But then something comes up. Many things could come up. And you realize you can't. Thomas thought, I can handle things in my own hands. I can decide for myself what is truth. Jesus isn't here, but I can go on and I can take care of things. I'm an adult. I'm not gullible. I can do this. But Thomas was weak and desperate with life in his own hands. And in our own hands, we fail to see the big picture, don't we? What was Thomas failing to see when he was living life in his own hands? Um, he was not seeing a risen Lord who promised, because I live, you will live in heaven with me. Sure, he had uncertainty. Sure, he would continue to have doubts. But he, in his own hands, he was pretty helpless, not realizing that whatever the things that would happen in the future would take place in his life, he would be going to heaven. And finally, because Jesus' hands are the only way to God's right hand, that they're the only way that lead us to God. And so, like Thomas, relying on our own hands, relying on our own works, we're in a pretty desperate shape. But that's why Jesus comes to us, as he did to Thomas. And he says, 
look at my hands. Come and by faith touch my hands. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus' hands, Jesus' nail-pierced hands are the only solution for doubt and fear. Jesus raised his hands on the cross. That wasn't our plan for him. That certainly wasn't the apostles' plan for him. They fled in fear. But that was God's loving plan for his son. And that was God's loving plan for us, his children. To reveal what perfect love is to reveal what perfect love is by having his hands, nail-pierced hands, revealed on the cross. Perfect love. And the Bible tells us perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love will be in the hands of Jesus. And secondly, there is no place Jesus' hands of grace cannot reach. Before he ascended into heaven, our glorious Lord Jesus, both human and divine, walked through a wall because the apostles needed him to be there with his hands to help them by showing them his hands. One week later, when Thomas needed the same thing, perhaps even more, he walks through those walls again to bring those hands to Thomas. He has ascended up into heaven. But before he ascended up into heaven, he tells all of us, Lo, I am with you always. Wherever you are, wherever you need my comforting hands, wherever you need to be led, I will be there with my hands for you. Oh, and by the way, I have left some handwriting for you. Through the miracle of inspiration, we, the triune God, have written you a love letter, a letter of encouragement. We know that handwriting as the Bible. I have written that for you. When you're down, 
read that letter again. And there is also something special. Those blood-stained, nail-hold hands have in store for each one of you. We're told in Romans, the wages of sin is death. The death that Jesus died for us And unless he comes back, the death we also will die. But when that time comes at God's choosing, his hands will have something for you. They will carry a present for you. An undeserved present, the undeserved gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Truly, we are blessed, and we look forward to that ultimate blessing we will see from his hand. What are the takeaways for our, from our uh, meditation today? In our earthly life, we can always be secure when we put it in the hands of Jesus. Trouble is, like the apostles, like Thomas, We don't always do it. We need to hear again his handwritten love letter, his handwritten encouragement to us in the Bible, and see with the eyes of faith and be blessed by, even though we can't physically see it, but believe it, that his hands are with us and guiding us. And finally, we can be sure that our eternal life will be forever secure in the hands of Jesus. No more doubts, no more worries, no more troubles. He won't leave us, we won't leave him and to have that peace forever, that Easter peace every day of our eternal lives. Truly, we are blessed. We Easter people are blessed. Easter is not basically about eggs, about greening grass, new life, bulb flowers coming up again, leaves beginning to bud on the trees. Because really, in a sense, that's life coming back to things which 
are already and were already living. Easter is about bringing life out of death. Easter is clinging to the hands of Jesus when that death approaches. Easter is clinging to that, whether it's death for ourselves or death for a dear loved one. Easter means that the risen Lord will be with us amidst all the uncertainties of our life, throughout our life, from now until we get that present from his hands in eternity. Yes, as Jesus told Thomas, but also meaning it especially for us, blessed are those who have not seen, but yet have believed, who believe the nail-pierced hands of Jesus are clutching theirs and leading them through the crosses of this life to eternal life in heaven. Easter triumph, Easter joy, We are blessed. Amen.